1: or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page, and you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions, uh, topics for future shows, or even to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Financial programs and literature are generally focused on a retirement that's still down the road. And that's a good thing because the sooner you build your strategy, the more you can save and prepare for retirement. But what if you've decided you want to retire right now? What are some of the final steps you should take? What key questions should you answer? For some people listening today, the coronavirus pandemic may have accelerated your decision to retire. Maybe your company's restructuring and you're getting a good offer. Well, listen, you may have some anxiety about how to prepare yourself. The good news is today's program, we're going to discuss things like healthcare costs, inflation, social security, annuities, taxes and retirement and some more. But before we chat about how you can get yourself ready to retire right now, let me introduce somebody who can't retire because it's hard to retire from being awesome. Tony Shore, how you doing today?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Yeah, as long as my voice works, I'm not gonna retire. I wanna keep doing this radio show with you uh for as long as humanly possible. And I think well, you and I can do it.
1: It's well, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. I don't know if it's humanly possible.
0: <laughs> well
1: superhumanly possible. <laughs> if we're dealing with you.
0: <laughs> well, thanks. That was quite the intro. That's quite the introduction. I appreciate the the compliment there probably undeserved. I, I detect oh, a little absolute. bit, of just a just a hint <laughs> of sarcasm.
1: Undoubtedly undeserved, but I mean, oh, I got that wrong. Absolutely, <laughs> oh, absolutely deserved.
0: Oh man, you're t- you're tough. You're hard on me. Super hurtful. Uh just. Uh, we like to poke around and have fun, but here's the deal. Uh, we're talking about what What do you want to do uh, if you want to retire right now? What to do if you want to retire right now? Which I want to ask you a question before we really dig into that. Uh, that I that makes me curious. Have you ever had somebody walk in? Like, what's the shortest time period you've had somebody come to you that you haven't worked with before? They they've set up an appointment or they come to you. And they say, I want to talk to you about retirement and I want you to help me with retirement planning. And you're like, okay, that's what I—that's the big thing. That's what I help all my clients with. That's what I can do for you. And they say, all right, uh, I want to retire next month. Uh, I want to retire in three and a half weeks or four months from now, or I mean four weeks from now. Uh, have you ever gotten that? What's the shortest time period? Somebody said, <laughs> I want you to help me plan for retirement.
1: Uh, well, it's probably you know I'd love to retire today if possible, right? But our you know clearly our process takes a little bit more than today, because I don't want to hang the retirements on a ton of what ifs, and see them going back to work in eight years because they didn't plan properly. Or two but, years, yeah, or two years, or even ten years, right, or two months, whatever it might be. So we want to get those questions answered and the plan firmed up. But uh, we we've we've been able to retire people that come in and it's kind of funny because sometimes, like I said, a, a lot of times that happens when companies are restructuring and maybe we're already working with somebody who retired from there previously. And they say, Oh, who do you work with? And they say these people. And all of a sudden you get like eight people from that company because they've gotten these offers and can I do it on this or what? So we do as much, you know, we, get the gears rolling and get through the process as quick as we can. And th- in those cases, the people are a lot more motivated to get the information back to us quicker, things like that. So we are able to do it in a relatively quick amount of time, but it seems to happen in clumps in those kind of situations where a company's saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to try and get you all a group of you to retire as we restructure. Here's your, here's the possibilities, which way do you want to go? Right. And I mean, we did, we did that for, I'd say, Already, you know, three people this year, uh, out of one particular company, and one out of another one. So, um, and sometimes they're ready, and sometimes they're not. You yeah. know, sometimes they just find they're going to have to take another position for a little while, or you know, there's a couple other things we have to shore up before they can actually make that jump. But right, you know, that's why we do the planning because if you don't do the planning, some of those offers look great, but you're just not going to be able to make it to. The end of your days without running out of money. So we want to make sure your money's going to outlive you, not the other way around.
0: Well, exactly. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And if you're retiring very soon, you're almost certainly feeling simultaneously excited and nervous at the same time, right?
1: Yeah, I, I chose today's topic. There was a really done, well-done Motley Fool article, Planning to Retire in 2020, a Complete Guide. I think it's pretty helpful for our listeners today. If you don't end up working with somebody, it's a really good article to at least start with. Now, the first thing the article urges are those who are retiring very soon, get a complete understanding of your likely healthcare needs and how much they'll cost you. And this is that time of year where that's on a lot of te- people's minds. So that's a really good place to start.
0: Yeah, and I think I'm probably not going out on a limb to say healthcare costs are one of the biggest worries and concerns for those who are about to retire. And if they aren't uh, aware or worried about them, maybe they should be because it is going to be one of the biggest costs they have in retiring. So, what would you recommend regarding healthcare?
1: Well, first, uh, get a broad understanding of typical healthcare costs retirement because not doing so that can get you some real sticker shock. Now, there's an art. There's some estimates 65 year old couple retiring right now they can expect to forks over something in the ballpark of $285,000 for healthcare costs wow. during retirement. Yeah. Huge. It's another, it's another nice house for a lot of people.
0: Well, yeah, it's nothing to sneeze at. And that's real money to you and i Matt.
1: Yeah, not Bob <laughs> Dylan, but, to... <laughs> but
0: not Bob Dylan. Uh, that's a, that's just uh yeah. Pocket change. Now uh, he's he's got three over three hundred million dollars in his bank account. Just put it in there from Just uh, recently, selling yeah. off his song publishing. <laughs>
1: yeah, if we uh, all had publishing rights like that, we wouldn't have to care about healthcare yeah, costs. You should retirement.
0: maybe sell yours for three hundred. I'm do- talking dollars, dollars, not yeah. Yeah, I, if I could get million. that, that'd be great. <laughs> three hundred. Uh, he sold his for three hundred million. You'd be around. I don't know if you could get three hundred dollars. That'd be awesome, but uh, when you begin to think about long-term care costs, I mean, those are huge, and other expenses. I, I think it's clear that if you're close to retirement, you're going to need to have a healthcare strategy really buttoned up and in place, aren't you?
1: Yeah, talk about the sticker shock. It might not even be the worst part about it. Uh, it's that same healthy sixty-five-year-old couple who retired in twenty nineteen uh, with on Medicare and supplemental policies and other out-of-pocket expenses it could be a three another 100,000, you know, over $388,000 with all those things. So oh, Wow. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of money to be planned for there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would I I would imagine uh, and that's a lot of money. That's another big number, right? $388,000. I mean, uh I mean that's crazy. Any chance you could hit us with some good news now,
1: Matt? Well, the good news is, you know, in thirty years, three hundred and eighty eight thousand dollars won't be worth as much. No. no. <laughs> hey, that's, <laughs> no. that's more bad no, how about news, this? really. There, so there's some there's there's some good news. You can you can take advantage of your flexible spending account. Uh, Right up until you retire Uh, in 2020, you could put twenty seven hundred fifty dollars in pre-tax dollars in the FSA that can be used for things like glasses, visits to the dentist, medications, doctor visits. Now, if you don't use the money in your FSA, you do lose it. Um, But then there's also health savings accounts. And that might be an even stronger play because the money you put into those doesn't get forfeited. They can remain in your account, withdrawn without a penalty in some circumstances for things like qualified medical expenses. Uh, Do know, though, that the money you withdraw does become taxable income. Now, the 2020 HSA contribution limit is $3,550 for individuals, $7,100 for families. And people who are 55 and older can kick in another $1,000 on top of that as well.
0: I think you've spelled out a strong case for taking advantage of an FSA or HSA, uh, can an HSA though, can it cover, uh, the cost of buying vinyl? Can I spend it on records?
1: It's no, unfortunately, I can't use HSA money for records those, and pizza. Not one of those qualified why would I pieces. Want an
0: HSA? Um, obviously if you're retiring soon, you'll probably want to take advantage of the HSA though. Uh, how do you qualify for that? How do you qualify for an HSA?
1: Uh, you have to have a qualifying high deductible insurance plan. So, you know, you want to speak to the person helping you with your insurance, make sure you do qualify when it comes to organizing your healthcare before you retire. It's also critical to have a thorough understanding of Medicare because a lot of options, a lot of nuances. We've done entire shows on this in the past, you know?
0: Yeah, we have talked about it a lot and because it's so important, you know, and I think that's huge. I mean, healthcare, like Medicare, it's a great reason to work with someone like yourself, a financial professional. I know you deal with that all the time because uh, you help people make healthcare decisions that are going to fit into their broader financial and retirement strategies, right?
1: Absolutely. I think healthcare, Medicare, absolutely areas where you're going to want a second set of eyes to help you through that process.
0: Yeah. And how can our listeners out there set up that complimentary consultation to have you help them do that?
1: Super simple, Tony. I'm glad you asked. You can call 800 339 9252, or you can visit us online at compass ltd.com.
0: All right. Yeah. This is the Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. I'm your co host, Tony Shore, and we've been talking about important things that you need to address if you're hoping to retire soon. And I mean, even if you already have a solid financial and retirement strategy, you're going to have a lot of questions and concerns in the weeks and days before that retirement becomes official. And I think uh, anxiety is probably going to be perfectly normal in that situation. But if you do a little double checking and come up with a plan, you can ease that anxiety and relieve some of that stress. It's all about peace of mind, isn't it?
1: See, that's why I said you can never retire because you can't retire from awesome. That was so well put, Tony. Thank you. Hey, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Now, the next critical piece of Motley Fool article, uh, inflation. And you've heard us, you've heard me talk about that, and the listeners have heard us talk about this. The
0: silent killer.
1: The silent killer. It's like inflammation. In- inflation <laughs> does the opposite to your investments, right? If you've managed to save 500000 dollars for retirement, that money isn't going to have the same purchasing power 20 years from now as it does today. Uh, you know, over long periods of time, usually like 30-year periods. Gen- inflation average is roughly three percent annually, and now of course that number can go up and down a little bit. But that's why we use the word average, right? <laughs> um, right. Depending on economic conditions, it will change some, but three percent annually, which means well, what costs a dollar today in thirty years is going to cost two dollars and forty cents at least. So, yeah. Y- yeah. So if it's if it just averages three percent. So that can be a, you know, you have to plan for that. $500,000 is going to get cut almost in half in purchasing power in that amount of time.
0: Wow. Well, and inflation is one of those things I think a lot of people overlook. We don't read a lot about it uh, or hear a lot about it, uh, but you have to take that into account when you come up with your financial plan and think about retirement. And, um, you know, you might want to push your savings goal for retirement a little higher due to inflation.
1: Either your savings goal or your return amounts or your spending plan. There's a lot of pieces and that's why planning makes so much sense because, you know, it's the kind of when you put a financial plan in place, you can tinker with one part of the machine that can speed up. You know, you put a smaller gear in so it goes faster and maybe that gear helps you churn out the result you're looking for in the end without changing 50 other things, but doing proper planning can help that. Right. And what about social
0: security? I mean, obviously that's got to come into play here. If somebody wants to retire right away, they've got to have a plan in place for that or take that into account too, right?
1: Super pivot, Tony. Yeah, there's no secret that Social Security is an absolutely essential part of retirement for millions of Americans. Super important to understand what you're likely to receive, when you should file, ways you may be able to increase your monthly payment. Uh, Currently, the average monthly Social Security check is $1,503. That equates to $18,036 per year. Now, you don't have to have an economics degree to know that it's not going to come close to covering an extravagant retirement lifestyle. I mean, I can't live
0: on $18,000 a year comfortably. My wife and I,
1: you might have to do (laughs) DiGiorno's instead of delivery.
0: Yeah. I think DiGiorno's would be off the list too pricey.
1: Maybe. Right. So remember it's just an average. If you're a higher earner, your monthly check will be higher. Current maximum monthly check right now is $3,011. So that's good for $36,132 36132 annually. That's a solid amount of money if there's two people with that check coming in. But again, for a lot of people, that's not going to be enough to maintain the no. preferred lifestyle during retirement, especially if you earned enough to qualify for that level of check, you probably are used to a different lifestyle.
0: Right. And like I always say, who wants to take a pay cut in retirement? People think, oh, I'm not going to need as much to live on. You're not going to want to take a pay cut in retirement. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and a great resource here, and I'll throw this out. You've talked about it before, but uh, people can visit the Social Security Administration's website. and if you don't have an account set up online at the Social Security website, you've got to do that uh, to get a better sense of what your monthly payment's going to be like, get some information and then they can bring that to you and you'll plug it into your proprietary social Security maximization software and really make it sing. Now that web address is ssa.gov. That's just three letters, SSA. Dot .gov and that's the official government social security administration website. Don't go to any other site. No. Don't go to any sites that you hear in these uh, cheesy late night ads or uh you see online, you've got to just as a public service announcement for our listeners, they want to go to ssa.gov. That's the government website. That's official. And uh, if you have, don't have an account set up, you want to set it up so you have your username and password. In fact, Matt, I just went to mine yesterday to check it Did out. Did you
1: really tell haven't,
0: me? Haven't been on. I'm not that old, but I, you know, it's kind of nice well, to see, oh, this is what I earned. It's You mean back in 1978, I only earned $300? What? <laughs> that whole year what was i doing oh i was a kid i walked beans for a living but i still i guess my mom made me report it i don't understand so anyway (laughs) how they know that but uh the thing is is uh i think it's really important social security isn't it
1: yeah and the simplest answer on a lot of this is it too is it's going to come down to timing great concept on getting that account set up and making sure you're on the actual government site. Uh, you can take the information from there and then use it on this kind of on the software that we have. Um, but don't don't try and run those things online. Don't be giving that information. The Social Security Administration does not run these calculations for you on their website. So if you see that on a website without some of the work that, that an advisor should be putting into it, that's probably not the site you want to be working on. Right. Uh, you never know where that information is going to end up. But there's a couple things you want to know about Social Security. You can start it at, at 62. You can wait until your full retirement age, which is somewhere between 66 and 67, depending on when you were born, to hit 100% of your targeted Social Security benefit. You can choose to delay it beyond full retirement age and increase your benefit by 8% every year until you turn 70. So in other words, if you were uh, to file when you turn 62, you get 75% of the amount you would have received if you waited until full retirement age or Yikes. FRA. And if you wait until 70 to file and you were had a full retirement age of 66, you could save 132% of what you would receive wow. if you filed when you were 66. So again, this is where that planning comes into play because maybe you can set up alternative forms of income in the meantime so you can let that guaranteed piece roll up at 8%. Maybe you can't and you might have to file at 66. It's finding that sweet spot and the one that... Fit your unique situation.
0: And Matt, that's really sound advice. Obviously, there's a lot to know about social security. That's why folks out there should be working with a professional like yourself. Well, what's next?
1: Well, we're going to discuss the A word, Tony. Uh-oh. Annuities. Oh, annuities. Some, yeah. To some people, this is a dirty word. To some people, it's the absolute answer to their, some of their retirement needs. Yeah. And so um, I, you've heard me say this before, there is no such thing as a right or wrong or good or bad. It's whether it's right for you or wrong for you. Right. right. So there's no annuities are, are, are neither good nor bad. They're just either fit your situation or they don't. And when you work with it, somebody who's looking at your whole situation, That's when you know you've made the right decision. If you're working with someone who just sells annuities, maybe you might feel a little bit of buyer's remorse the day after. Uh, But that's why I say work with someone who works from a planning standpoint, work with a CFP, work with, get that plan in place, then you'll know. Is an annuity right for me? Um, the, a lot of people will be able to walk you through. Annuity professionals, yes, they can do it. I recommend dealing with somebody who's going to walk you through multiple different options in this, so that you know what they are. They explain them all because, listen, there are some potential downsides. Um, there, that there's that's certainly true. There's a, there's some upside too, but there's wherever there's an upside, there's going to be some potential downsides, and you should know both before you get into one.
0: Right. And again, we bring up working with a trusted financial professional like yourself, who's going to look at the big picture, you know, and not all annuities are created equal. Uh, Some are going to be really good. I know fixed index annuities are really popular with all the baby boomers who have been retiring out there as a retirement vehicle to give them a a set income for life to supplement Social Security. So uh, you have to look at all that and you you want to look at other things too, right? Like taxes, that's got to come up if I want to retire right away. What's my tax burden going to be in retirement? That's going to be a question.
1: That's a huge thing. No, You know, taxes can make a big difference. I'm glad you mentioned this. Um, look at some of the common ways retirees continuing earning income. You know, Social Security could be taxable at a certain level. Uh, I, traditional IRAs and 401Ks that's pre-tax money. So when, while you're reducing your taxable income while you're earning later, when you begin to make withdrawals, that's going to be taxable income later. Uh, you should know a lot of retirees enter a lower tax bracket once they stop working. So you should factor your likely retirement tax bracket into your strategy. Sometimes annuities can be good just to defer some of that taxable income. Listen, there's a lot of different ways to address these taxable issues. Uh, but Just because I just, and no offense to what you said, something being popular with a lot of baby boomers doesn't mean that's the right product for you, right? It's not, there's no
0: rule of thumb. It just, yeah, there's
1: a lot of people that use a lot of products, but don't make that why you want to go get one. Make sure you, the reason you want to go get one is because it's absolutely right for you.
0: Good point, and I'm glad you clarified that. I didn't mean to make a broad statement thinking, oh, it's popular with folks. I can use it. Yeah. Yeah. Just because something's popular uh, doesn't mean it's right for you, especially when it comes to your finances, right?
1: Yeah. And I know you weren't saying that. I just wanted to make that yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified. clear to people. Yeah.
0: I wasn't saying that. No, because
1: I-, I can't tell you how often people come in and they're like, well, you know, my neighbor has this. Well, that's great for your neighbor. Let's Let's yeah. figure out if it's right for you right? I'm not going to put somebody in something just because their neighbor has it. That doesn't, you know, clearly that's not the, it might turn out that it was after going through all the work, it's the right thing. But listen, you know, I also don't want to forget about this. We're talking about taxes. I don't want to get too far off the tangent. Roth IRAs and 401ks, they don't provide initial tax breaks, but if you're building a strong strategy, you can withdraw that that money uh, tax-free once you've retired. So you pay the taxes up front, you enjoy potential tax savings later. But again, this becomes on uh case-by-case basis, which way is the best way for you.
0: Right. And then that, that brings me to another question. How about taxes on income that we make off investments and interest?
1: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people this is going to apply to. Uh, short-term capital gains, those are taxed at your standard income tax rate. Long-term capital gains, those are taxed at 0%, 15%, or 20%. And the interest income that you're talking about, that's categorized as ordinary income, so that's taxable as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's good. And now we're talking about a lot of the financial elements of retiring today. If we want to retire right away uh, with good cause but I'm, I'm assuming there are some non-financial things that folks who are really close to retiring should be aware of, right?
1: There absolutely is. And I'm really glad you brought that up. There's Having a comprehensive retirement strategy, it has to address so much more than just dollars and cents. So many people have that initial burst of excitement those days after they retire. I can sleep in, I can eat a late breakfast, I can have two naps, I can catch a matinee. Once they settle into retirement, they begin to feel a little bit adrift. Now if you retire at 66 years old that means you probably worked full time for something in the area of 40 years or more. So for four decades you got up every day, you went to work. You worked with the people next to you. You got used to the office. Even the office brand of coffee is probably what you got used to drinking, you know. You probably also had a couple <laughs> lunch spots near the office that you that's where you normally eat when you retire. all oh, well, yeah. that's gone. The routine's gone. There's no colleagues to talk about Sunday's game with. There's nobody, you know, to complain about Brian in the copy room anymore. You know, it's it's uncommon for that vanished routine. It, I'm sorry, let me just do that last night again. And I don't want to, you know, put it on Brian. He made him one mistake, right? But listen, it's it's not uncommon for that vanished routine to lead to depression in a lot of people. So you really have to plan your lifestyle for retirement as well. Well,
0: yeah, definitely. And I I think that uh, that's really, really important and it's sound advice. Uh, What's next?
1: Uh, Hey, listen, staying socially, physically active. Physical, emotional health will be so much better. You get out there, you get active. You can do simple things like going for a long bike ride, taking the dog for a long walk. You join a senior's tennis, pickleball league, softball league. The only goal is not allow yourself to sit on the couch all day long, flipping channels. They found out just 11 minutes of exercise a day can help you live longer. Yes, you yeah. want to get some vigorous exercise, but 11 minutes a day is if you can get 11 minutes of decent exercise a day, you can live that much longer and be that much healthier. Yeah. So make that your goal. My, my father-in-law is retired. He lo- he's just outside cutting branches and, making sure the, the trail and the woods nice. He, he loves being outside, but he finds something to do to keep himself busy every single day and get himself some exercise.
0: Yeah. Same with my, my dad, he's out there in my grandfather. They're both out there every day working yeah. on the farm still. And they're both, yeah. they've been retired quote unquote retired for years, but I think they work harder than, than they did before they retired. Uh, and this is great. I mean, there's a lot of good data on there, uh, out there. I mean, about, you know, staying active in retirement. And I know you've helped your clients with that and have helped seen so many people and what they can do. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot, isn't there?
1: Yeah. I can tell you just from a non-scientific study that I didn't commission, but just looking at my clients who, who engage the most in the outside world, no matter what happens, they just greet it with a better, sense of their attitude is better about it they just they greet the world brighter every day those people that are engaged outside of their home at some level rather than the ones that just read the paper watch the TV they're volunteering they're you know they're they're in some of these things pickleball leagues or a ski club some sure. other client travel clubs also photography clubs engage with people outside of your home and i know it's harder to do right now but there's still ways to do it and you know this technology is make, not just making it easier for people to do it. The technology is becoming easier to use so that yeah. even if you aren't tech savvy, you can still take advantage of the tech without having to call your grandkids as much to have them explain, <laughs> what does this button do? Yeah, right? well, so,
0: and if you need to, you can always pick up the phone and call the grandkids.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just another excuse to talk to your grandkids. It's another way to reach yeah. out and engage. So,
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, this If they don't a- call
1: you, it's their excuse and your way to call them.
0: Ah, there you go. <laughs> I like it. Another great, another hot tip from Matt Brown. Hey, thanks, Tony. All right. Well, hey, we're out of time for today's show, Matt. Uh, Is there anything else you want to add before we go today?
1: I will add what I always add at the end here. If there's anything you heard today you want to talk more about, or if there's anything you just off the top of your head you want to know more about, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. That first visit... There's no cost. There's no obligation to you. We'll sit down. We'll talk about what the process looks like, how you put a comprehensive financial plan together, and what it's like to work with us doing that. Uh, you take it from there. I do recommend don't go it alone. Find a financial services professional you trust, and you that will look at your entire picture, not just the thing, the one thing they're trying to sell you, um, and move on from there.
0: All right. Thanks, Matt. And that does it for today's episode of the Financial Compass with our host Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to the Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252